Desperation, some say, is but a particular form of madness. Indeed, I felt so, toting my valise up College Street like a vagabond in the blowing rain, the address blurred on a scrap of wet paper in my hand, the lights just beginning to come on in the windows of the great houses against the evening gloom. The spring has been late this year, and Leonine, on the heels of a bitter winter, and the rain blasted sideways, soaking my trousers and threatening to wrench my battered umbrella like some shining black jellyfish into the watery ether. The air stank of the sea, as it always does here in such weather. So chilled was I, so tired from the long walk I had undertaken to save the few pennies of trolley fare, and so generally unwell my state of mind, I confess I would have given it all up but for the fact. Why dissemble? I had nowhere else to go. So I pressed on along the steep, cobbled street, past lampposts yet unlit, and wrought iron gates and the white marble edifice of the university library, where, briefly, I considered seeking shelter. The light so dim beneath the dripping elms, I could not make out his smeared address, and cursed my own carelessness in allowing the paper to become damp. Engrossed as I was, I scarcely noticed the man and the bicycle there, until I stumbled into them, dropping my valise and almost toppling the bicycle and the man over. I do beg your pardon, I said, setting the bicycle to rights again. The man shot me a mild look of annoyance from beneath his crumpled fedora. He appeared to be of the street himself, as I suppose a good many of us must look, these lean times making vagrants of us all. He was accompanied by a boy in a gray woolen hat and galoshes, and a coat far too heavy for even such inclement weather, and with a great crimson scarf wound exceedingly tight so that it seemed all that kept his head from tumbling from his little shoulders. He looked up at me, eyes pale and disinterested in their sockets, like watery eggs in their cups. Quite the weather for an outing, I observed. We were caught in it, the man said in a voice that smacked of the northern hills. My own fault, I could see it coming. But boys, you know, can't keep them shut up all day. He seemed understandably anxious to be off. Do you live here then? I asked. In College Hill. He wiped the rain from his nose before nodding toward a large yellow house on the back side of the street. Boarding house across the way. I see. Just for a time, he added quickly as if I'd suggested otherwise. I pitied the man his embarrassment. I had felt as much often enough myself in recent months. Well, I won't keep you, I said. But say, do you know where I might find number 66? Behind the John Hay Library, I was told. He shot me an odd look. 66? That's right. The rain dripped from his fedora. You'd be standing smack in front of it he said. This place right here. I lifted my umbrella and there it was, set back from the street in a small overgrown courtyard at the end of a short lane. A two-story colonial with a monitor roof, bone-colored with black shutters framing windows darkened by heavy draperies, drawn tight against the coming night and the storm. The man looked at me with a new interest,